What is it? Please do not even breathe on it. Some kind of compass? Which compass? This one here. What of it? What is it? As I say, it is a witch compass. Oh, you mean witch. Not witch. Like Samantha Tabitha, witch. Like the warlock. Hulk Hogan was challenged by Andre the Giant to fight in WrestleMania 3. Hell yeah. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. What up? I follow like 80s wrestling, yeah. and they throw me these like great facts and everything. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love that that's like a Twitter thing, because uh, that's about the only wrestling I like is the 80s. So if you just follow the 80s, it sticks right there. Yeah. But the second I, probably three hours after I followed it, I got followed, which I don't often get followed other than by like like uh, almost junk people or something. Right, yeah. uh, I got followed by Sergeant Slaughter. No three, shit. Three hours later, he must just follow anyone that joins up That's on fucking the awesome. 80s one. So yeah. now <laughs> Sergeant Slaughter's following me. Hell yeah. So I thought that was funny. Shout out to the Sarge. <laughs> so how you been, man? Haven't seen you in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's it seems your hair like... is a little bit more gray. You yeah. got a couple more lines on your face than you did last time. Yeah. All in all, doing really well, but uh, very busy. Um, did have a chance to go see... Did you? I don't know shit, still. I, I won't say anything. But it, you can tell us if you liked it or not. Tell us what you're talking about I first, went, because I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I went and saw... Uh, well, we went, and my girl and I went and saw um, Knock at the Cabin. Nice. Um, Isn't it Knock at the Door? Is it knock no, at the I thought it was, too. It's just Knock at the Cabin. <laughs> did they change it? Did they pull one of those like Ari Aster things, <laughs> like with that Joaquin Phoenix movie changing names? Yeah, I, I don't know. know. Um, that trailer looks dope, though. It looks crazy. It looks for, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, for Bo is Afraid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks like... Um, dude, I, I mean, I won't say anything. I really enjoyed it. Um, did your girl really enjoy it, too? She thought it was really sad. Oh, she thought it was sad. Yeah. Just because it was dark? Um, yes. Because was of the, it more horror than you expected it to be? Um, it was less, actually. Really? Um, yeah. I, I, I won't Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I the it. thing is it, like And I definitely want to see it. It's one of the ones Yeah, that I don't I, want to take any suspense away from any aspect of the movie at all, so I don't want to say anything about it. I will just say that for me personally, watching Batista in that role yeah. was just fulfilling enough. Like now, put it on a uh, list with M Night's other movies. How high would you put it? So the thing is, what's it, your highest for M Night? I mean, for any type of reveal, originally it's got to be Sixth Sense. Okay. Um, you know, uh, I think everyone would pick Sixth Sense as number one. What would can, you pick for number two? That's a better question. Um, mm, see, because I forget some of them, but I would probably put Unbreakable as number two. Um, I can tell you that the village, and I know I know people disagree with me. The village and signs are my least favorite yeah. two. Um, I don't like but signs is my least favorite. Uh, yeah. Well, no, if you really go down to it, I, I know mean, you the, hate glass. the happening and stuff like that. Yeah, see, I, did I, I don't even remember the, that. The Lady yeah. of the Lake, those are real. Bad. Yeah, see, yeah, exactly. I liked old. Um, I really liked old. Yeah, I liked oh, old and, a lot. And by the way, I just happened to have seen this. Um, he took out Avatar. As the yes, number yes, one I movie over that. the weekend, I he put a that. shout out to James Cameron to say that he's a big inspiration nice. and everything. I bet James Cameron's pissed. J- February is a good month to release movies because they don't release a whole hell of a yeah. lot of them. 
Um, like our next one is Ant Man, which comes up, which I definitely will see, but uh, in the theater too. I, I think it's going to be the return of kind of fun Marvel movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, dude, I, I really enjoyed yeah. it. Um, might go see it this Friday because, uh, my girl's going out and infinity pull jumped up the, the time for it. They, they do this to a lot of indie movies, you know, mm-hmm. they, the first week they'll put, give it normal times. And then the second week, seven ten at night. And that's right, the only yeah. showing. Right. I was like, come on, man. Uh, infinity pool is one of those ones that you don't actually have to see it in the theater. It's probably going to be out in Redbox in three Soon. or four weeks. Yeah. If not on Peacock or Paramount and everything. Right. So I can see it there. Uh, but there's still a few I want to see. I mean, and I, I don't want to, you could go without seeing this in the theater. Yeah. It's probably um, not as big as the, I like to see horror films in theaters though. Yeah. And oh no. And I mean, dude, go see it in the theater. Yeah. yeah. I, almost every horror movie I go see in the theater, uh, and I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like you said, I really like, I'll put it like this. I really liked old. This is better than old. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. You know, I'll definitely go see. Yeah. Because but, I want to talk about it with somebody. God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because that's, that's the problem with his movies is, is like yeah. I, the next day I was talking to somebody at work and I was like, oh yeah, we went and uh, saw knock at the cabin. Mm-hmm. Instantly. He just goes, please don't tell me anything. And I said, no, I'm not going to say anything about it. I just said it was good. You know? Yeah. So like, it's one of those movies you can't talk with about anybody. I was Rupert seen it. Grit in it. Who? Uh, the guy from Harry Potter. Good. Yeah. Good. I've just never seen him in anything else. It's very going to be interesting. Yeah. That's a kind of a strong one to go from, uh, uh, to Ron Weasley to that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good movie. That's all, all right. I can say. Well, I did watch a couple movies. I didn't get to go to the theater. I watched a couple that made my dog shit list. I made a couple that uh, made my decent list, and one made my very good list. Nothing got added to my fantastic list uh, since uh, Elvis, which loved it, man. So yeah. good. So I I, good. I didn't see the ending, but yeah, you know how it ends. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> uh, so for the, I'll start high and go low. Usually, I start low and go high. We're going to do the opposite today. (laughs) So we thought we were going to review Belly today. So I watched Belly, Mm. uh, and then it it turns out it was leaving, and it might still be there while we're recording, but by the time this is dropped, it will be gone off to me. So uh, watch it someplace else. But it is a really good movie. I had never seen it. I'd always heard about it in the realm of kind of hip-hop kind of thriller action crime movies this one was always rated real high i still have not seen juice and everyone loves juice dude yeah people say juice is really good um i really like juice fresh was another one that fresh, I, think, I don't think i saw and i i don't i don't think i've seen above the rim to be honest with you wow and i i might own it so i'm gonna have to check that that's out a too. really good one yeah too. and i love I, tupac um absolutely yeah. and, and he's great in above the rim yeah yeah um, there's a lot of them i have seen back in the day i got really into a lot of them uh, like poetic justice i had seen but it's mm-hmm. weird i saw that not above the rim yeah um belly i i saw belly a few times when i was younger it was like, very scarface i mean it, it's pretty very, much it's, yeah i was also surprised at how good dmx was how like horrible Nas was i mean he wasn't I'm, they're not, not supposed to be actors yeah Nas couldn't act his way out of paper bag in it but <laughs> DMX did a good job. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was very thrilled with him, and I always liked um, Method Man. Absolutely. Method Man always is a good actor. Man. Yeah, he comes in there, and if you want that He's loud, very strong. boisterous, yeah. you gotta be. Uh, hey, man, what's going over? And yeah. that like whole scene where he was starting it with that guy, uh, that weird looking guy eating the banana on the side of the road. To be so long, I don't remember. Yeah, it, it was it was just he started rolling into other people's corners. Yeah, and one of the main guys that ran the corner was this really 
small guy mm-hmm. uh, with a weird kind of bowl cut hair. And he's sitting there eating a banana. And he was like, I don't know who that guy is. We're going to have to take him out. Yeah. And there's a great scene where he drugs Method Man at the bar. Oh, shit. And you see it kick in with Method Man. And Method Man immediately knew something was wrong. And he just backs up and starts firing. And oh, damn. And flies through the, uh, the front door and still tries to get... He was able to make it into his car, but then crashes it. Damn. Everything it was, it was an exciting. Yeah, movie. God, I, liked I, it. I need to see it again because just hearing you talk about it, I've I've pretty much forgotten it. Um, I will say that I was not necessarily in a sober mind frame the few times <laughs> that I saw it back then. Uh, it was uh, good. Definitely check it out. Uh, on my decent list, though, two movies. One of them I had seen early in the '80s, or no, actually, it was late in the '80s. It was '88. It came out, so I probably saw it in '89. Do you remember Nine Seven Six Evil? Son of a bitch. <laughs> that it, was going to be on my next fucking wild card. Oh, now was I it really? It. Yes. God damn it. <laughs> I have it on my list. We can right leave it now. at that. We can leave it at that and move well, on to the next takes one. Away, it takes away. It takes away. <laughs> it takes away. <laughs> well, if you want to talk about it <laughs> no, <laughs> for, for a couple minutes. Sure, can, sure. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen uh, it in a long time. I was looking forward to catching up on oh, it. Oh, you but, hadn't seen it yet. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I've seen it uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a hundred times when I was. Yeah. 15 it was great i got a couple good from my wild card too i'm holding back that i saw like four weeks ago that i might have to rewatch. yeah what movies i should have seen that i just finally did yeah that was going to kind of be my thing but yeah uh 976 evil was fun man it is it's it's fun it's it didn't make my very good list but it's got good kills you get to see stephen jeffries who i always loved man he played he's the guy same guy plays evil ed in uh fright night oh yeah and he was in a one a great like tna 80s movie called fraternity vacation he was awesome awesome in that. I don't think I ever saw uh, that. I always love him. He's great in the Fright Night. Uh, There's an awesome documentary, like feature-length documentary about the making of Fright Night. And uh, he's in it now. Uh, he's in the documentary for the whole thing. He's a freaking riot. And then I love that guy. Uh, another one I watched, and it was to prompt myself to watch the new series that I've heard so much about is the, I went and watched the Cult of Chucky. Oh, interesting. Uh, the new Chucky series that's on Peacock. Maybe, yeah. I think it's on Peacock. Uh, it's supposed to be phenomenal. Really? Like, no comedy. And I heard the premise of it, and I was in immediately. So really? here's the premise. Okay. So this kid who's getting bullied by every kid that comes across him at school gets his hand on a good guy doll, I, and then Chucky comes alive and yeah. takes out all the bullies one by one. Oh, shit. And then you, and then, but soon the kid realizes, oh, man, Chucky might be actually pretty crazy yeah and that's where it goes from there and apparently they took all the humor out of it and it's straight horror and people are loving it so it's like he is his friend till the end and he's protecting yeah yeah he's he's like a protector he's like a bodyguard i was like that's an interesting way to and from what i hear they pull out every easter egg to every one of the chucky movies you could possibly imagine jennifer tilly's in it oh that's great but you don't know it is she playing tiffany or is she playing jennifer tilly because i don't know if you remember from the the series she was both yeah did you ever see cult of chucky i haven't uh did you see the curse it's one right before it so when i haven't seen the last two when child's play one two three bride of chucky seed of chucky Mm, think i missed uh, that one curse of chucky well bride and curse bride and seed were super funny they were Uh they were like a laugh ride bride i saw and then curse of chucky and cult of chucky came out after that now the series Uh uh-huh which was the one that just came out in the theater a couple years ago cult Oh, no, that's the remake. There's okay. also that one, too, okay. but All I have right. not watched that. I got you. Uh, but in the Curse and Cult, Brad Dorff's daughter mm-hmm. uh, is one of the actresses. She's the main actress in it, and she's mm-hmm. really fucking good. Interesting. And 
it's weird. She's very feminine, but she also has like a very androgynous look to her. And then several times during it, I paused it because I was like, she looks so much like Brad Dorf in that shot. Then huh. I would pull up a picture of Brad Dorf and show it to my girl and be like, look how much she looks like her dad. Yeah. And you could see it in her. And she puts these crazy wild performances in. And I love her. And apparently in the new series, they have flashbacks of Charles Lee Ray when he was young oh, and everything wow. and they ha- they made up the daughter they made up Fiona Dorif to be her dad so she plays her dad wow. in the flashbacks of Charles Lee Ray with the long hair and right before she really? went into the Chucky doll yeah. and and I saw images of it and I was like they did they put like a five o'clock shadow on her yeah. and everything and it looks like Brad Dorif as, as a kid and I was like holy shit that's awesome that's so nuts I'm eager to watch the show so I, me and my girl watched the cult well since you opened and cracked that door to nice. TV shows yes um, we finished watching uh, The Patient. Oh, the Steve Carell one? Yeah. I loved it. Oh, my God. I loved it. Did not see that coming. Oh, yeah. so good, man. Did not see that yeah, coming. Yeah, yeah, like, I, the, I love the David Allen Greer stuff. Oh, yes. I, it I, was so amazing. Yeah. I was like, because at some point you have to see the Steve Carell talk about what's going on without him actually talking to himself. So yeah. the, them working that in as him kind of having a split with reality when horrible shit happens. Yeah. Man, uh, Brendan Gleeson's uh, son is killing it, man. He oh, kills it in that role. Dude. Kills it. Even dude. the mom is so good in that. Yeah. Man. Everyone's yeah. awesome in that series. It's fucking phenomenal. Yeah, really good. Fucking Didn't phenomenal. get a whole lot of love that I expected it to get, but I loved it. Yeah. Uh, so... Come on, you know my face. <laughs> face recognition. <laughs> God damn it. All right, and so yeah, that was my decent. The two dog shit movies I won't talk a whole lot about, but one of them is called, and the cover was great, and the name is great, and uh-huh. the years are great, uh-huh. so it's called Satanic Cheerleaders, 1977. <laughs> and there, the, what started off really bad was where I finally... Went to the IMD page when I and I usually do that when I start a movie. I was like, I want to see who's in there, what character actors involved in this yeah. and everything. And there was a couple character actors in it, but the first thing that noticed, I was like, PG. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, Satanic Cheerleaders, PG. I was like, 1977. They actually did show a couple boobs in it, which you could get away with in 77. Yeah. But there was no violence, no killing, horrible, horrible, horrible. And oh. I love cheesy horror. Yeah, this is nothing. Uh, I love cheesy horror as long as there's kills and or some uh, TNA yeah. or something make, fun about it. Yeah, make something it fun. enjoyable. And it was not enjoyable at all. Uh-huh. It actually, and I've, I've been starting a list of ones that I don't want. I'm not keeping, man. If they're in the dog shit pile, they got to go. Yeah. Well, this other one was surprised the hell out of me because this other one is nominated for like seven or eight Oscars. Okay. And it's called Tar. Have you heard about it? Uh, With Kate uh, Blanchett. She plays like a... Uh, She's a composer, you know, and, I and a teacher. And she's seeing and part she's of a very uh, narcissistic. And it is. I put it on. I was like, oh, okay. She. It's a good character study of her. First of all, it's like two hours and forty minutes or something like that. I, I turned it off an hour into it. I said, I can't take any more yeah. of this. I was like, my time is way too valuable. I could I said, be watching if, garbage pail uh, kids I, right I, now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I went from that to small soldiers. So I said, I need something different. And uh, it is a drag like you've never seen. Yeah. Like you've never seen. It starts with her in the middle. 
in the almost not like a TED talk, but a, like an inside the actor studio thing that lasts her about 15 minutes of her talking. I was like, is anything going to happen here? Then she goes into a lecture hall and she talks and talks and talks. I'm done. And I'm like, oh my God, someone throw a pie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, something happened. I was like, maybe it's like, I was like, what is the thing with this movie? I think it's just us seeing who this woman is and how her mental stability with her creative kind of genius and how she interacts with other people and is kind of a mean asshole to people and everything. Yeah. But nothing happens. You're thinking, you're thinking, oh, maybe she hit, gets hit somebody in a car on the way home from, uh, <laughs> from home from a, a orchestra uh, rehearsal or yeah. something like yeah. that. And that's where the movie starts. It yeah. just goes nowhere. I mean, it might at the end, but I just couldn't do it. Man. <laughs> I couldn't do it. And I don't turn much off. Yeah. And I can watch some slow ass shit. Usually what I'll do, but usually it's some kind of like a terrible horror movie or action movie or something like that. When I'm getting ready to turn a movie off, I'll just go, fuck it. I'm just going to go to the last 17 minutes. Yeah, I probably should have done that. And we'll just see what the fuck happens. And if I can make it through three minutes of that 17 minutes, I'll finish the movie. But if not, fuck it. You know, I think it was so bad, especially to make my dog shit list. At that point, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck how it ends. Well, it must be some (laughs) kind of score that it's up for. No, it's up for score. It's up for best picture. It's up for best picture, best director, best actress. I mean, it's up for all the major ones. So I don't get it. Maybe it's just too pretentious for me. Artsy. I like artsy, though. That's the thing. If you watch, like, Triangle Sadness has a a certain level of artsiness, but at least it's funny and it's satirical and it's horrifying and and crazy shit happens from scene to scene. It's not like, this is a slog, man. It's like, like, put me to sleep movie. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's all we'll talk about for the movie nook this week. I'm hoping that, uh, yeah, some good movies coming out. Uh, I'm trying to think what comes out. I guess Ant-Man's the next one to come out in the theater, but I s- swear there's some John good ones Wick coming March. out. Yeah, March is when it, start the, when it starts to kick. March you know? is the best month there is. Every January or February, at least this January or February, I'm like, do I need my Regal Pass? Do yeah. I really need it? And yeah. then I look ahead and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to want it right. uh, soon. So, But two movies we're going to talk about today. Warlock and Warlock the Armageddon. Hell yeah. I love both these movies. We thought it would be good to do not only fun movie that's on Tubi that everyone could watch. And I encourage you, if you have not, uh, if you're listening to us and you didn't watch Warlock yet, uh, go watch Warlock and come back and you'll hear us talk about it because it'll be interesting. But I wanted to give a shout out to Julian Sands. Let's talk Julian Sands for a second because there's there's some new, I did a deep dive into the news yesterday. And if you're not familiar, Julian Sands, obviously huge actor. Uh, I love tons of what he's in and I can go through his biography here in a second. But if, anyone's been listening to the news he's been lost in the california woods yeah for, for like almost 10 days has now. it been that long i think it's been a long time yeah. and from what i've heard i read a whole article of mm. somebody that uh his hiking partner that mm. he, he is not only is he an unbelievable experienced hiker mm-hmm. he he's a crazy hiker where he goes where it's hard to go right and hard to get out of yeah and they said the weather was supposed to be crazy and uh, this guy says i says he's like that's the reason he went he yeah. says i guarantee that's the reason he went wow because he is he's an extreme hiker wow so if anyone has a chance to make it my only thought is maybe if he broke a leg and he fell in a ravine Mud slide something like something that something like that maybe yeah. but if he's held up he's a really smart hiker apparently when he's not doing movies his outdoor activity an is is an adventurous yeah. and to be a hiker so yeah. that's the only good thing we could say i mean i really and they I, haven't called it yet and yeah. they're not gonna until they obviously 
hopefully not find a body, but yeah. and if he makes it out of there, you're gonna have a good movie yeah, coming I was up gonna there, say Julian. He's gonna have one hell of a fucking story. Yep, you're gonna have a story and a good fucking movie yeah. to star in. So I hope that's the the situation. Yeah. So let's talk Warlock first. Uh, now you admittedly <laughs> said you hadn't seen this. Uh, this is insane. So I, because there are three Warlocks. Yeah, and we're only going to talk about the two Julian Sand ones. Yeah, yeah. They recast um, that third one, and, and it's as good as you would think it would be. <laughs> yeah, um, and I thought that Warlock 2 was Warlock 1. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... I used to confuse them all the time. Yeah, myself, and I mean, so and I, I get it. it was on HBO all the time. Um, it... I think I you saw said, the second one in the theater. Yeah, yeah, I may have. I don't remember. I don't think I saw um, the first one in the theater, but I definitely saw the first one before I saw the second one. I didn't see the first one until yeah. today. It was great. Yeah, it was great. It was it, really fucking good. It, I mean, it was cheesy as shit looking back on it, but like if you can get into both that of these mind movies, frame, it was good. The digital stuff are god awful, but yeah. the makeup is amazing. Yeah, the the makeup effects amazing. CGI god awful. Yeah, like if they come out with a Blu-ray with this, get it because you want them to fix those digital effects yeah. because they look cheesy as shit. They yeah. go the movie back a little bit for sure. That. So, just to give a small synopsis before we go into the uh, the cast of it, Warlock starts off with them in like the 1600s, kind of dealing with an evil warlock who's all kind of bound up and everything, and then he <clears throat> somehow gets out of that whole situation and uh, shows up in the 20th century. Yeah, you know, and he's got a kind of uh, a job he has to do. And, and the first one, he's looking for pages to the Bible in order to read the name of the devil backwards, or is it God it's backwards? God backwards. God backwards that will resurrect uh, the devil, and he has made a deal where he will be the devil's kind of son, the son of the devil, right? The Messiah, basically. But yeah, but and but there's also an aspect of it where apparently, if he says uh, God's names, God's name backwards, yeah. He will undo creation. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's yeah. that. There's that too. There's that too. You know. And the second one, we'll go into that when we talk to the second one. The second one has a great kind of plot and kind of goal with it too. So that's kind of the main gist of Warlock. But let's talk this cast. So Julian Sands. This was not my first time seeing him. I think most people our age remember him from Arachnophobia. Oh, that's right. He was the guy in... He, uh, the main scientist. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. forgot about so that. So he was very good in that. I re- personally remember him from Vibes. I loved Vibes I more, seen more than most people on Earth. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper with Peter Falk. I highly, highly yeah. recommend it. If it's on fucking Tubi, we're definitely doing it soon. Uh, he played... It, that was such a great fucking fantastic movie. I'm telling you, dude. Check that fucking movie out if you can find it. Uh, but Julian Sands in that movie plays like an opposing, they're going to the Andes mountains to go find this like relic in the mountains that has supernatural powers. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Cindy Lauper has psychic powers, and so does Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum can touch things and, and tell you where they've been. Cindy Lauper has uh, a medium that could uh, leave her in that knows stuff. Yeah. And so they're all using different psychic people to, to get to the top of the mountain and everything. And he's on he's on the opposing team in that. Gotcha. It's really good. I think the, one of the first movies he did was, was The he Killing. Was uh, No, not in Twister. I don't know who you're thinking of. Oh, no. Okay, that's the guy from Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Uh, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Carrie. Oh, Carrie Elway? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, he was the yeah, bad yeah. guy in Twister, or the they're very guy. similar. They people. are. They are. Well, until you hear them, speak. especially on radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the Killing Fields was a great kind of war movie that uh, I saw later in life that he was great in. But he was also good in Naked Lunch. Uh, Boxing Helena was yeah. one of my favorites. God I just remember him from the box on that. I, I still haven't seen that. People still think that involves a box in some way, and it does not. Yeah, that's yeah. The, that's figurative for what he does to her. There's there's certain movies. <laughs> that we've talked about on the pod that I'm glad have been talked about. So, so you I don't have to like, watch it. Nah, I don't need to see that. Plague dogs, whatever. Yeah, it's cool. Plague dogs is on Tubi. You know that is I almost, really? I almost thought of doing it as a joke wow. with me and Dave, but I don't want to watch it. I don't think I can watch <laughs> I it, bro. Watch it. I don't think I can I would, watch it. If it was going to be, I would have do it and I wouldn't have told you. And then I would wait for you to come on and you were like, yeah. Holy shit, they're doing plague dogs. Oh, God. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so Boxing Helena is really good. I loved it. Just check it out if you can find a copy of that too. Leaving Las Vegas was one of the ones where Julian Sands was all was like, holy shit, he doesn't care how bad he looks. Because <laughs> he played the pimp that beat the shit out of Elizabeth Shue in that really? movie. Really? Yeah, yeah. He was oh, wow. really, he was a mean son of a bitch and it was really good in it though. Uh, Ocean's 13, I don't think I ever made that far in that Ocean series. I did, but I don't remember him uh, in that. Also, the, one of the later ones he did was The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, the Fincher version. And he was really good in that and looked fantastic. He looked just like Julian Sands always looked, and uh, I loved him in that. Uh, so yeah, Julian Sands was great. Now, as his opposing guy in this movie was Richard E. Grant, who kind of got famous later in his career. Mm-hmm. We always knew him as this like uh, fun char- British character actor when we were growing up, and I can mention some movies. Yeah, he looks really familiar uh, to me. With Nail and I is a very famous cult classic movie that's hard to find, and it's basically the British version of Leaving uh, or... Uh, What's the Las Vegas one with Johnny Depp? Fear and Loathing. loathing. It's basically Fear and Loathing with Nail and I. It's about two guys that go to a cabin and they just do all sorts of fucking drugs and shit. (laughs) So that's kind of what he initially got famous for. But with me, I remember from Hudson Hawk. He was the main guy that was with Sandra Bernhardt. That was after oh, yeah. all the elements. He was very flashy. Yeah. He stood up in front of everyone and kissed her. Yeah. Kissed Sandra Bernhardt with his tongue in front I, of everybody. I definitely would have forgotten he was in there. Yeah, that's the first thing I saw him in. Then he was in L.A. Story with Steve Martin. Uh, he was in The Player. Dracula. Dracula was a major one for him. He was one of the suitors. Remember... Uh, what, Bram Stoker's um, with... Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Remember Lucy had like three dudes yeah. that just hung yeah, out Yeah, one was like her? a Western guy. Yeah, that was... was uh, a cowboy. Uh, damn, who that? who was that guy, the, the cowboy? Yeah, I can't remember. Carrie Elway was one of them. Another uh-uh. shout out for no, Carrie Elway. Look at that. And Richard E. Grant was the third one. Uh, and I think he was the doctor. I think he was actually one of the doctors in that. Huh. Uh, he went on to do The Age of Innocence, uh, Spice World. <laughs> that would have been interesting. Gosford Park was a very kind of uh, uh, highbrow kind of movie that he probably was a shift going from Spice World to Gosford Park. Because then after that, he did The Iron Lady. He did Logan. It's interesting. He was in Logan. I'm not sure who he played in Logan. Yeah. Uh, then he was in Star Wars Rise of Skywalker, man. So he kind of went up there. Just bouncing all around. Yeah. Uh, the, you know who he reminds me of, though, in this movie with like his big fur coat? Yeah, and, yeah. you know, Because he's got a very big presence in this. Um, is the guy that becomes the blob in uh, the X-Men with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was the guy from... Uh, he, he did a TV series called like The Strain or something like that. Could be. Yeah, yeah. I know the guy from The Blob. He, he just, yeah. His eyes and his nose yeah, remind me of that Yeah, he does have that, that fierce guy. look. Uh, now, the love interest in this movie, or the, the actress in this movie, was Laurie Singer, who I always just knew as Mark Singer's sister. I mean, there's a whole bunch oh. of movies I can list that you've... Or a few of them that you probably have seen her in. She was the main girl from Footloose. 
I mean, oh, that was wow. kind of her main thing. Then she did The Falcon and the Snowman with Timothy Hutton and uh, Sean Penn. And then she was in The Man with One Red Shoe. I'm not sure who she played in that, but that's one of Dave's favorite Tom Hanks movies, Man with One Red Shoe. Also very obscure. Uh, she was good. She, she was played, all right in this movie. She played Maddie in that. She was way better than the two main actors in number in Warlock 2, I'll say that. The only thing I could shit on with Warlock 2 is those main two actors, man. Woo. That movie would have been so much better if they had been recast. I'm sorry. It's true. They ain't listening. Uh, <laughs> Chris Young, you mean? Uh, yeah, from Warlock 2. Yeah, what the hell is his name? Chris Young. Yep. Chris <laughs> Young and uh, Pamela Marshall. Ooh, God. They were both pretty bad. I wonder what else he did. I oh, I got a list. There's, there's one movie that you'd recognize God immediately from. You're going to get all my fucking wild cards through this. Why did you do this? Why did you do this? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Is that, mm. uh, for one for him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I knew I knew him from something else, and now I know why I know him from something else. It's got to be great else. outdoors. Uh, well, oh, no, good. Then I know him from something else. Well, shit. I, maybe I shouldn't list the other ones I have on there. <laughs> Go ahead. You're Oh, the other one, the only other one I have listed on here is PCU. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those were his two movies. And we'll talk about that. That's fine. Yeah. It's coming. It's Don't you surprise. worry. <laughs> uh, all right. The best next actress on this, and we just talked about her. Me and Dave just talked about her for Night of the uh, Night of the Comet, is Mary Warnoff. I'm telling you, Mary Warnoff somehow works her way into all these fucking weird-ass movies and weird roles, and I, and I love her to death. She's a major Corman actor, actress, so that kind of goes really far for me. And uh, she played the Chandler in this, yeah. which is one of the, the best scenes in that the was awesome. fucking movie. It yeah. scared the piss out of me when I was a I kid. I bet, yeah. It was scary, and it even's kind of scary now, because it the makeup well they did on it, really well done. We'll talk yeah. about more about that in a second. But she, I've always known her in crazy roles. So she was in Death Race 2000. She was in Jackson County Jail, which was one of those like uh, TNA jail movies from the 70s. She was in Hollywood Boulevard, which is by far my favorite Corman flick. She was in Rock and Roll High School, Eating Raw Wool, Night of the Comet, Terror Vision, Chopping Mall. She had small roles in like uh, Let It Ride, Dick Tracy. Then she started coming back and doing some uh, zombie, uh, Rob Zombie movies. She was in Devil's Rejects, and really? uh, she was great in House of the Devil. Oh, man, she was awesome in that. Hmm. Uh, the, other, the only other two people I got on the cast list here is the guy who played the Mennonite. Yeah, who was really good in it. Uh, he that was Richard Cuss, and he did some uh, some good stuff. He was in Serpico, The Deer Hunter, Running Scared, and then he did like a ton of TV. Wow. Uh, and the only other guy I got listed on here is the uh, the gay guy who got his finger bitten off. Oh. So horrible. Or cut off. Cut off cut off. knife, yeah. And that was Kevin O'Brien. Uh, he's a horror alum, too. He was in Friday 13th Part 3. I'm pretty sure he played one of the bikers that got killed in the barn in uh, Friday 13th Part 3. So he was great. Now, the cast is, is interesting because we've talked about this director somewhat recently because my cousin and I did the house pod. Mm-hmm. And this is the director of the first house uh, no movie, shit. Steve Miner. So Steve Myers also major, and it makes sense why uh, Kevin O'Brien was cast, because he has also directed Friday the 13th Part 2, one of my cousin's favorite. That might be my cousin's favorite Friday the 13th movie, actually, mm. to be honest with you. And that's a big statement, because I know what a fan uh, he is. Might be seven. <laughs> you know, if I had like, to guess, God damn it, Paul. I could tell you his top three. His top three are seven, uh, seven four, and two. Mm. Uh, but Steve Miner directed number two. He also directed part, num- part three. He... Uh, uh, I hope this isn't your wild card movie. He directed Soul Man. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you it's not. But it's on the level with that. Wow. 
<laughs> Soul Man, I'm telling you. Google it, kids. Oh, don't. <laughs> Just don't. Yeah. And he also, then he went a weird shift. He started as this horror director. Then he went to comedy. Then he directed that that miserable movie with Mel Gibson, Forever Young. Remember that when he's fucking dying in the movie? Oh, yeah. Was he in, was like, like the early cryogenically 90s. frozen. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. That's, oh, man, it was a miserable ass movie. Yeah, it was a cute movie. But then he got out of that, and he went back, and he did one of the best Halloween from the sagas, which was Halloween H2O, and he finished off with Lake Placid. Nice. So, great movies. Yeah. Uh, Steve Miner, really good. It's a good run. Yeah. So David Thule was the writer, and this guy wrote some shit, like in a good way, like good shit. So I'll just name his uh, his writing credits here. So David Thule was famous for writing Critters 2, the main course. Nice. My favorite. I have a problem with liking the sequels of horror films more than the originals. Yeah. Almost more than, almost it's very few that I like the original more than. Not Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is better. Friday 13th, number 4 is better. Omen, number 2 is better. Yeah. This one, I think number 2 is better. Mm. Uh, I Almost every single one. Uh, Critters like, uh, 2 Prom is a Night, lot of fun. Prom Night uh, 2, way better than number 1. Way mm. better. And uh, same with Critters. Critters 2 was fucking fun, dude. Yeah. Uh, That's the one where they all... It becomes a big critter. Big critter, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it yeah, had yeah. that shape-shifting alien that came oh, down. Oh, that's right, Remember yeah, he looked at the yeah. Playboy at the beginning mm-hmm. and he turned into the supermodel for yeah. like fucking 15 minutes he went around as a supermodel. Yeah, I loved it. Just so right. much. Sequels just mean more fun. Yeah. So, like they ramp up the kills, they ramp up the fun, and it's just great. Uh, so he's the writer of Critters 2. I, this was a trivia question I would majorly lose. The same guy who wrote Critters 2 in the main course wrote The Fugitive. What? How? crazy Holy talk about shit. someone who elevated his fucking game dude then he went on to write terminal velocity Waterworld, the arrival gi jane pitch black the chronicles of riddick and riddick he was basically the pitch black guy wow crazy right yeah that's good good stuff that's nuts uh so the cinematographer the cinematographer is also almost as fucking damn man you you can almost have another not a shot on steve Miner as the director but when you have a writer and a cinematographer the way these guys has and probably one of the most famous composers ever and i'll mention that but the cinematographer is david egby now this is a list of the movies that he was the director of photography on the original Mad Max, Kansas, Quigley Down Under, Harley Davidson, The Marlboro Man, Fortress, Dragon, The Bruce Lee Story, Lightning Jack. Remember that fucking movie? Oh, shit. <laughs> that's an obscure one. Oh, I need to watch that again. I, that, that's that got Tubi written all yeah, over it. I I'm bet it is. I'm going to check that I now. Bet it's, I check Tubi. I bet it's on fucking there. Fucking Cuba Gooding. Uh, <laughs> Dragon Heart, Daylight, Virus, Blue Streak, Pitch Black, Scooby-Doo, and Riddick. So the same cinematographer and writer were both on Riddick. Now, the composer, like I said, one of the best composers to ever live. My favorite composer uh, of all time will always be... uh um, what damn I can't remember his name. James Horner. But second place is Jerry Goldsmith, man. Now, this is to give you an idea. I'm just going to list... I've got a big list here, but I'm not obvious. I'm going to list like 15 here right. of the movies he composed. But So real quick, you can apparently only watch it on Redbox. Interesting. Not any Redbox near me. For, well, it must be I, a it's di- streaming. streaming. Yeah, yeah. It's and weird. you can watch it for free. What the fuck? Yeah. I got to download that Redbox app. <laughs> I didn't know they did free ones on that Redbox app. Yeah, I always do the hard copies. That's what it says. So Jerry Smith, Goldsmith composed. He's, he's not with us anymore. He died like 10, 15 years ago. But uh, he's did 173 movies. So these are some of the, the high-end ones. He scored 
Planet of the Apes, Patton, Papillon, Chinatown, Logan's Run, The Omen, Coma, Boys from Brazil, Alien, Star Trek 1, Poltergeist, Secret of Nim, First Blood, Psycho 2, Twilight Zone the movie, Gremlins, Rambo 2, Legend, King Solomon's Minds, Inner Space, The Burbs, Leviathan, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Rudy, The Shadow, L.A. Confidential, The Edge, and The Mummy. Damn. Holy crap, dude. Out of all those, which one's your favorite? Of his, of his stuff. Uh, of uh, all those movies. Uh, all you those just movies. Made. Oh, the Poltergeist one's so good, man. Gremlins is awesome, too. Yeah, Poltergeist or Gremlins probably. Speaking would be. of Gremlins, the uh, dude from Gremlins Actually, makes a. Uh, yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> um, speaking of Gremlins, uh, the Billy from Gremlins makes an appearance in yes, two. In the, and I was going to mention that to you. Six words. He said six words. Yeah. And they, I wish we could see him get killed. Yeah. I assume he did, but yeah. He said, surprise. Who the hell are you? <laughs> Showed up for that, and then he, he was gone. Uh, so some details, and in, in the details and the trivia on this one, one of these trivia things is dark. Oh, wow. And I completely forgot about it, and it was one of those things that it, it you have this huge flood of memories come back to you Uh-oh. that you forget. Do you remember when, uh, remember when the program first came out? And the people in the laid theater, in the road. And the people laid in the road yep, and they had that. to cut it from the movie and yeah. people freaked out. This movie has something like that in there. And I think people remembered it for about a year and then they completely forgot about it. I think where he's laying in the road. No, no, no. It's no. something. I'll, I'll just read you the trivia. Okay. Before that, the details. Something happened with this movie. It was being transferred from the, the rights were going between two different companies. Mm-hmm. So it was actually made. And it's listed on IMDb as being made in 1989, but the release date, January 11th, 1991. This literally sat on the wow. shelf for a while, and it's weird that they didn't just change the date to 91 yeah. when they released it. So uh, definitely 89 is what's listed, but 91 is the real thing. Filming locations, Los Angeles and Plymouth, Massachusetts. So they really went all out for that no opening shit. stuff because that's definitely why they went to Plymouth. Yeah. Because you can go right to Plymouth Plantation, which is one of those uh, mock yeah. Oh, kind yeah. of, uh, yeah. come watch us churn butter and yeah, talk yeah, to you yeah. about boring shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys could steal that, steal that and use that on your site if you'd like. <laughs> so the budget, $7 million. Worldwide gross, $9 million. So made $2 million. Oh, okay. So whatever. Now the trivia. Okay, now the first one is the big one, so that's what I'll say. So okay. this happened in 1995. I was living up north. I had just graduated high school. Where were you in 95? So you were probably like here, uh, you were a sophomore in high school or uh, something like that. 14. Yeah, so you were about freshman, sophomore. Freshman. Uh, so you probably, maybe this will come back to you. So in 1995, a Scar- uh, Saskatchewan teenager named Sandy Charles and an unnamed eight-year-old accomplice murdered a seven-year-old boy, cut strips of flesh from his body, boiled and drank it in hopes that, as in the film, it would give them the ability to fly. Charles was found not guilty by reason of sanity, but was sentenced to stay at the High Security Regional Psychiatric Center in Saskatoon, where he has primarily resided since shortly after the murder occurred. Holy shit. I do not and I do vaguely that. remember that. I remember something fucked up happened and a kid did something because it wow. was around also around the same time that people were getting uh, uh, Beavis and Butthead shit over saying fire yeah. because the kid caught fire on the thing. This yeah. was like uh, it was big in the media that uh, that people's creative work has an effect on children. Yeah, stupid kids who thinks they can boil baby skin God. and fly. Holy oh. crap, dude! 
I mean, that's a wow. That's a major one. Wow. <laughs> it's a major trivia thing that I completely forgot. And so, darkness. <laughs> that's how you start off the warlock. <laughs> uh, so in uh, 1990, the then newly founded Trimark Pictures bought the distribution rights from the bankrupt New World Pictures. See, that's where it came from. It came uh, from New World, which was Roger Corman's company. Oh, really? Uh, so they had done a whole bunch of this style type films. Uh, and they also purchased the right for any potential sequels. Uh, initially, the role for uh, Julian Sands and Richard E. Grant were switched. Now, how interesting would that have been? Really? Yeah. They made the right choice. Yeah, First absolutely. Of all, I can tell you that right yeah. now. They definitely made the right choice. Uh, Julian Sands was perfect for this role. I and Richard E. Grant was perfect for that role. Yeah, but I think probably, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, it could be done, but it could not be done, after he, seeing it. Yeah, I'm very, very pleased with the way that they kept it. So the film was originally complete. I told you this. It was originally completed in 1988, but was held... was 88? It was even earlier than I wow. said. It yeah. was completed in 88, but was held up by the New World bankruptcy and even had the trailer being shown before early 1989 theatrical releases. Wow. That's crazy. And there's been times like that where we've seen trailers in theater, and I was like, where the hell is... Uh, there was a movie. Do you remember the... Um, uh, damn, what was it? Uh, Christian Slater and Morgan Freeman movie that you probably know as Hard Rain. I remember it. Do you remember that? It was a thriller, and uh, Morgan Freeman was part of the criminals who were just trying to get out of town, but the uh, the town was flooded, and there was a whole bunch of, yeah. because of a rainstorm and everything, and yeah. Christian Slater had to take him on. I saw that trailer two years before that movie came out, and it was completely called something else. Really? And then I remember two years later, I was like, oh, this is not what was originally hard rain so yeah. probably same thing probably was trying to go between different companies and shit so uh so the structure the uh warlock was imprisoned resembles a medieval hexaturum or witch tower used to imprison those that were accused of witchcraft so interesting it uh, did not work it did not <laughs> <laughs> very true uh so the plot point of the warlock being the messiah of satan was cut from the trailer because of negative reactions oh wow people were like oh shit we're not gonna go see a pro satan movie so they took it right out of the trailer well, they that just was fucking missed out damn so and this was also a very interesting thing and this is a scene we said we were going to talk about uh where the woman channels satan herself originally the channeler's death scene involved a topless mary warnoff which is not unusual she was topless a lot in the 70s uh -huh. in those early prison movies and in uh uh death race 2000 she had a great thing where she was topless right with sylvester Stallone fighting with this other girl uh so it Involved a topless Mary Warnoff being frozen after the devil's eyeballs emerge from her breasts. And then oh, the wow. warlock then has to stomp her to pieces to free the eyeballs from her breasts. Oh, Holy my God. Crap. This whole pod just got dark. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about the movie since we've really primed it up here and everything. And that was Warlock. And, and, I, and I, it's, it's very interesting to hear your point of view since seeing it for the uh, first time. Yeah. So what were initial reactions? I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, now, again, you know, you have to excuse the CGI. Yeah, you got to look at it with 1988 yeah. eyes, apparently. Um, That's why the digital is bad. If they had waited until 91, they would have gotten absolutely. You, you imagine, like, four years worth of digital stuff? Yeah. This looked bad. Yeah. Like, really bad. And I was watching it with my girl, and she was like, yeah, this is like Pete's Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Look past it, honey. Yeah, that's what it. I said. I was like, well, you know. Um, yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, um, I mean, it structured great. The the horror was really horrific. Yeah. I mean, it, and basically, like we said, the premise is just him. 
he gets brought back so he he just kind of flies through into there's the guy's no exp- window. Yeah, there's no explanation there so they have him in this tower. Yep. They're trying to keep this toe and thumb lock on him. Yep. He somehow gets My a question push- is why not burn him right now when we're talking about it? Yeah, why wait till I, the next day? Yeah, I, well I guess it had to do something oh, with, with astrology. The moon? Yeah, yeah, I think it had something to do with the moon. Um, yeah. Something to do with the moon or something like that cuz there's a couple of times where he Goddamn like Goddamn druids. I know, right? Well, the druids really worked in the number 2. I'm not sure these were even called druids in the first one. The druids were in number two were the people that were brought together to fight the right robot. yeah so the uh these ones i just think it was just it was just richard e grant playing a witch hunter i guess we kind of and yeah and i don't and think time traveler and the thing was is uh the warlock wasn't satan's son yet no 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 he that was, was part getting, of getting getting the book yeah. for satan yeah is what would make him satan's son for sure you know um yeah and so somehow He's trying to escape, and uh, they have him locked up pretty well, yeah. but a fucking tornado comes out of nowhere, yeah. and he just disappears. I think he wasn't he chanting for it to happen. I think he, he expected it, because that's he was really smug with Richard E. Grant, being like, yeah, this isn't going to hold me for now. There really wasn't. That's basically all he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's basically and then all it happens, said. and sure as shit, he gets transferred in the 20th century, flies through the window of Laurie Singer, and was it her gay roommate? Yeah. Yeah. And they weren't as shocked as you should have been, for sure. Yeah. No, they were like, oh, let's put him in the bedroom. Like, <laughs> this guy's yeah. through the window. Dude. Yeah, and there's nobody around, you know. <laughs> um, but at the same time, there was, I, I realized, there was a, a report on the radio of tornadoes that had touched down. Yeah. So, I mean, possibly he was walking by and there was a tornado that threw him through the window. Uh. But they put him in her bed. Um, and the next morning, then she like goes to work and just leaves the place with the, uh, with, with the dude. With yeah. The they, dude they're just totally just going to take care of him. And just he thought like, the dude thought he was going to get real lucky for a little while there. Yeah. Cause, uh, he, he comes downstairs that he had woken up uh, he doesn't say a thing to him. Yeah. Julian Sands doesn't say a word. No. He's just watching this guy cook and, uh, the other guy thought it was about to be sexy time because he's looking at his ring. He's admiring it. He's kind of got him up against the wall and then sure as shit ends up cutting that finger off yep. very coldly and just takes that ring. Yeah. And then is it that point that he smashes the table? Was it at Laurie Singer's house? So he bites the dude's tongue off. Oh, that's right. He, and he and spits throws it, it on the pot. Spits it into the fucking yeah, into the pan. pan. Yeah. yeah. But was it at the house? The same house the had, table, had the Yeah, the pages. table was there, but... He did that, and then police showed up to her that's work, right, yeah. and then she came back to the house, um, and that's when uh, Richard E. Grant. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, I can't remember his name. It's it's yeah, Rufus or something. Ren, something Rufus Ren Fatali, Ren Renfer, uh, so Redfern, Redfern. Yeah, you were so we close. Yeah, um, Redfern. Yeah, um, so that's when he shows up, um, and they try and use the little compass. He yeah. explains about the compass that'll tell them the direction to go. Um, that's when he goes to the channeler though and that's where shit picks up it is so dope it it was so evil so basically he shows up to Mary Warnoff's place and she's a fucking fraud yeah it's a metaphysical bookstore yeah and she's supposedly a psychic medium and she can channel people and we find out shortly afterwards she's a fraud and it's really man there's some disturbing stuff it's a good scene scene. it's a really good scene and as far as in the horror movie mythos it might be on my top hundred favorite horror scenes I need to come up with that list one of these days top 100 the way like Eli Roth does it on that uh, Bravo show and shit or that MTV show I think Mm -hmm. he had Uh, but this was such a good one man I'm telling you when he uh, 
when she starts pretending like she's talking to this demon that he's summoning, and he's actually yeah. summoned like Satan or yeah. himself. Yeah. And she pretends to be him, and he's like, no, I think I'll wait. And yeah. she's like, wait for what? Be like, for the real so-and-so to show up. Yeah. And when he gets, when she gets taken over, probably the best acting she's done, uh, when she gets taken over, you see it in her eyes. Yeah. You see it in her eyes. She's like, holy shit, I'm, this is actually happening yeah. now. Everything that I've been a fraud about is actually happening, and I'm channeling this person. But when she puts her head down and she pulls it back up, and she is a demon. It's man. like exorcist makeup. Yeah, exorcist like, makeup, teeth, the voice, the black the eyes. eyes. Yeah. It's, it's just creepy as hell, and she basically tells uh friggin uh warlock uh warlock hey this is what you need to do and if you do it now warlock's kind of greedy man he says hey what am i gonna do with this yeah how, how about what you do, serve I, what do me, i bitch? get yeah exactly he's like, no 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 i gotta this is something extra i'm, yeah. I'm going my extra mile for yeah. you what you gonna get from me and he says all right well you could be the messiah you can be like my my son in this whole thing and yeah. beside me and everything so he's like shit yeah i'll do that he's like well I need like a way to find uh to find you and they do certain ways they do this really good in number two also in a in a different type of way with a map. But mm. basically he yeah. needs a he needs a map. And so he takes Mary Warnoff's eyes. Yeah, he says, Take my eyes and they'll guide you. Yeah. So and basically he pulls our eyes. When he when he cuts them out or whatever, they're like demonized though. Yeah. And they literally look in the direction that he just needs ah. to go to find these things. Yeah. And so that's where it leads him to the house where the table is. Yeah. Um, and then they have that. Uh, and it's good. Know, and, and at and, that point, it's basically kind of a somewhat of a road movie, yeah. I guess, because you've got Laurie Singer teamed up with Richard E. Grant. That's kind of she 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 knows what has to happen. And, so remember, the reason she wanted. So this is what happens. He comes back to her place. Yeah. He gets the uh, pages. the pages to the devil's book and then it's split into three pieces. Um, and he grabs her through a window, um, and gets a hold of her bracelet. That's right. That's right. That's a great and, scene. And he curses her. And it's something like, he says something along the lines of two decades in a day. Yeah. Yep. And she wakes up the next morning and she's, she was 20, she was 20, call it that. Yeah. Um, and now she's 40. Yep. And another day goes by and she's like 60. Yeah, it's a good, know? it's a good little element um, that they put in there. Yeah. And it's all because he's got, not only did he curse her, but he's got her bracelet. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's like her, you know, whole reason to be on this trip, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's really cool. There's, there's a couple of like things that they do against the warlock to like hurt him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and the footprints, the dude. footprints, oh. dude. Oh, and his reaction man. to it. It's great. Yeah. And so like, uh, Richard e. Grant. Yeah. Uh, Redfern. Redfern, um, <laughs> tells her it's so funny. Cause he's like, take the blessed hammer. Like, you know, it's just a hammer. It's just a regular fucking hammer. But I, yeah, like, and it tells her basically, uh, drive nails through his footprints or whatever. Into the ground as deep as you can. And so she's like, what? Just do it. Yeah. And so I'm a witch hunter motherfucker. Yeah. What did I tell you to do? Um, and so she does that and he's like, he had made his way into a train, like a a box car. Um, and she does that and you just hear him fucking screaming, you know? Um, and she keeps finding footprints and keeps doing it. And eventually he breaks a board off the bottom of the train and he puts the board in front of his feet. And I guess magically or something that like blocks the nail from going into his foot. So at one point he had fallen and she sees his head print on the fucking sand. And dude, I mean, why not take every nail you have? But she only does it one time. Um, and she hears him fucking scream and then his arm falls out of the car 
um, and it's got her bracelet. So she's like 65. And <laughs> trying train, to run it. Yeah, and the train starts taking off. So she's like trying to run as fast as she can. And of course, he tries to grab her when she yeah. gets there. But she gets the uh, bracelet and she goes back to her normal age. Mm. But dude, it's... It was good. It, it was good. fun. And then it, it, the whole climax, and I mean, it, it all worked down to this like third act where they were waiting for the, uh, uh, I remember the, he had that great kind of, what was it? Was it a, what he used as a spear? I'm not sure what it was supposed to be. Remember he tried to bring it yeah, on it the airplane? Yeah, it was a weather vane. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to bring it on the airplane? Yeah. They checked it for him. They didn't ask questions. Yeah, yeah no, we'll, we'll, we'll take it from you. Yeah. yeah it's a carry-on. Yeah, because she was like, oh, it's a family heirloom. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, so he, he had his... that, and it was a great scene where he's up in that barn silo, and yeah. Richie Grant just fucking launches that thing yeah. and hits him, man. Yeah. With it. It's great. It was a great kind of fight between the both of them. Yeah, I'll tell you, that little kid scene. Uh, with with the potion, I didn't because yeah. I didn't. I, that's the first time I'd seen it. Yeah, and I was curious. It was so, a good element in the movie so, until it got dark when so, you read hear the trivia. So what happens is is he's you know on this search for the book and he's come to this town and in this town there's this just kid who's yeah. like at a playground. I think we've seen that kid in many things before. I didn't I didn't look him up. Oh, I don't he, know. He seems familiar to me. Probably. Yeah. Um. And so he's like a great knock on Tampa Bay Bucks. Did you catch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody punts on first down. <laughs> not even not the even Bucks. the Bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking great. Uh, um, so they're they're at this playground, and he's basically like talking to this kid and playing this video game with him. Um, and there's a church behind him, and he's like, "What's that noise?" The kid's like, "Oh, it's the church." And Julian Sands is like, "Why aren't you in there?" And he's like, "Oh, my dad doesn't, uh, you know, believe in that stuff." Um, and he's like, he hates that stuff, whatever. Um, he's like, why aren't you in there? And he's like, well, a witch can't go into the church, mm. you know? And basically he talks about broomsticks in order to fly. And he's like, well, I don't need broomsticks. And he's like, well, what do you need? You know? And they just cut the scene right there. Uh. But, and they definitely killed a coyote for this movie, by the way. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Or they just it. had a dead one. I, don't know. I mean, maybe, but yeah. it was in pretty good shape to be like, roadkill. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they, they get to that town later on and, um, they, you know, hear about this coyote eating this kid and like skinned him. And so he knows what's going on and he's like, oh, he's going to make flying potion. And then he's fucking sitting there drinking the fucking kid's fat. Like, dude, that was a lot. Yeah. Like that was a lot. Like, <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. Like I remember uh, him being able to fly. I did not know that's where And then they from. had some like, were some of the plagues were in this one. I know they were majorly in the in the second one. I don't think there were the, any plagues in the second in this one. one you, there were signs that you could tell that the war were close, like the locust, and that it was raining blood at some point. Yeah, and that they didn't have any of that. But the Mennonite knew because the Mennonite was in this one, right? Um, uh, yeah, the Mennonite when they went to the barn. No, that's the second one. That's the second yeah. one. Yeah. Why did I have uh, the Mennonite uh, guy listed on this one though? Um. Huh. Oh, well, let's no, see. No, no, the Mennonite is on this one. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. When I'm they sorry. go to the cabin, yeah. he just they just bust in because, yeah, it's Richard E. Grant, and they were like, you've been bewitched. And the Mennonite dad's like, we have been bewitched. Yeah. He knew all about it and everything. Right. Yeah, it was basically helping him with everything he wanted. The cream turned great. sour overnight, yep. a horse that sweats in the morning. Yeah, so they and... did have like weird kind of little omelets and everything. Yeah. I love that stuff with the Mennonite. I love that he immediately was like on board. Yeah. What do we do? Yep. I don't even have to ask who the fuck you are. Nope. You nope. clearly know what's happening, yep. and you're clearly against what I'm against yeah. and let's do this together. And he ends up, I think he ends up dying through it too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, well no, he, um, 
while they're trying to put the thumb and toe trap on the yeah, yeah. warlock, um, he makes eye contact that's with the right, warlock, right. and his eyes just fill with blood that's and start right. to bleed. And so, eh, like, he might have been all right. It's kind of yeah, like the, uh, the yeah, Groundhog Day. Yeah, uh, he might be all right. No, not now. Probably not now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> they did. <clears throat> he did end up being okay, though. Yeah. They had to get five brass keys and put above him like a. That's right. What, was it a mogul? Mobile, mobile. mobile yeah, for yeah. yeah for babies, yeah. and then he had to spin it counterclockwise once so many every hour. Interesting little fucking tricks and yeah and that's, and those are it. fun things yeah. about that type of movie you know how did they take him out at the very end because i i'm i'm confusing number two and i definitely remember the ending to number two so this is interesting um in the beginning the the main character <laughs> i didn't know how far <clears throat> you're gonna go back with that yeah <laughs> in the beginning the main character is seen taking an insulin shot yes yes right yes. all right now i remember and She's not seen taking an insulin shot <laughs> through the next two days of the movie. Guys, I got an idea. Yeah, not to mention she aged 40 years yeah, yeah. in those two days. And didn't die from uh, The insulin thing didn't pay, play a factor. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, um, so They just needed salt water or uh, that's saline what, or what, what? what is it, so, I guess? Well, in, I'm not I guess sure. it's insulin. What is in insulin? It must be some sort of salt water. Because it's like they were, sugar, I think, because yeah. insulin has to do with blood sugar and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but she gets thrown into like the ocean yeah. while they're fighting. Um, and oh, she, that's how she does. She it. pulls okay, out okay, okay. two needles and fills them fills with salt them with water salt and stabs water. him in the so neck. It wasn't the insulin because okay. yeah, because um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because yeah, exactly. Like they don't, they mention it one time about the salt and they they probably, this is probably rooted in some sort of mythos. I'm sure there's some basis there. Yeah. uh, Because they seem like they did kind of nail it down with a lot of the other things. Yeah. I'm not sure about that baby fat thing, but yeah, God, apparently little kids bought it. Yeah. Hey, why are you watching this disclaimer movie, by the way why are you watching this seven years old fucking yeah like it's fucking uh, uh. disclaimer by the way don't fucking skin children and use their fat this is a work. movie yeah you'll just you, he'll just retch and yeah. wish you got in a milkshake yeah. <laughs> 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 Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. all right let's move on to warlock the armageddon man. all right i love this one this one just ramped it up the makeup in this one a lot was of fun insane the makeup was almost cringeworthy at times and just so surprisingly done well and when you hear about some of the cat the the specifically the crew they did another movie they look like they all did it together and it was very similar with their makeup and uh and blood and gore effects and Uh. i really didn't put it together until i had done this list and realized that they were a part of it so, let's go in with the, the the cast, and then we can go straight into the movie, because we already know what's going on with Warlock. And a lot of the stuff in this was just how we, be, how we got to the uh, the modern age, and all those little, like, treks that he had to take. Everything with Julian Sands' movie was tight. Yeah. Was tight and yep. awesome. Yeah. If there was ever a low point in the movie, it's because of the two kids. Yeah. The old guys were great. The old druids, yep. char- great character actors in this movie came in. Their part was good, but I think they really kind of settled with that two young cast. If they had really killed it with the uh, casting, those two, I think it would have been a lot better than it is. But most people that like Warlock 1 love Warlock 2. Oh, also. yeah. They, they go, it's a good pair to do together. Uh, so once again, Julian Sands... Hope you're doing well. Plays Warlock. Chris Young, who we had mentioned with the, the two actors that uh, that Paul is shitting on. Justin hasn't shouted on him yet, but I have no <laughs> problem doing it. Uh, Chris Young, in, I mean, he was serviceable and everything, but man, these guys couldn't deliver or just, uh, I don't know, man. So 
uh, Chris Young was famous for the Great Outdoors and the uh, PCU. Yeah. Probably the least interesting character in Great Outdoors, unfortunately. So that yeah. doesn't help, but uh, to add to what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, and maybe the he was needed in PCU, but uh, so Paula Marshall and I had seen in several things for Paula Marshall. She was also in Hellraiser three, and that's the movie I'm referring to. There is uh. a lot of Hellraiser three esque stuff going on in this movie. That if you watched Hellraiser three right afterwards, you could tell it's the same people that make it. Oh, really? A lot of the same actors, a lot of the same makeup effects done. Really cool makeup effects. Uh, other than uh, Hellraiser 3, she was in Cheaper by the Dozen. She was in Malignant, which was interesting. That's one of the modern horror movies. Did you yeah. ever get to see Malignant? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it with the yeah. thing on the... Yeah, yeah. No, that's all I'll point to. Yeah. <laughs> she did a ton of TV, though. What I remember on TV, she was in a famous Seinfeld episode. She was the woman that overheard her uh, Jerry and uh, George talking and thought they were gay and wrote the whole story about it and everything, and then they had to come out saying, we're not gay, and then it was a, not there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, that not the there's anything She's wrong the with girl it. Oh, wow. that overheard it and everything. So That's I always, funny. She always reminded me back in the day of a, she looked very similar to me to uh, the girl from Spaceballs. Yeah. That Daphne Zavingi or I don't know her name, name is, but, but I she's know. very familiar. You got that dark I know she's feature. A, I she know was she's definitely a Jewish princess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Paula Marshall was definitely the type of girl I would be into in the nineties too. She looked good, but man, yeah. It it was just rough uh acting. And it it it's not all their f- fault either. They gave him some cheesy lines. To yeah, have to I mean, say you everything. have to like. I, I understand you have to like. You know, establish a connection yeah. between the two of them. They're and- being the, the training kind of brought the movie down a little bit here and there, but because you were always like just cut back to the uh, to Julian Sands yeah. and everything, you really could have just held it on Julian Sands and then made the old guys the druids that had to find it and cut the kid element out altogether, and it would have been fine. That would have been fine. Yeah, it yeah. would have been fine. Those old guys were great, but I. I mean, there was some interesting aspects to it. I mean, with the with the old guys like shooting his son with a fucking yeah, double I mean, that barrel. Was, that was a great, great moment in there. We should talk about him too. So some of these, uh, who else I got on here next? Oh, see, so that guy, and he's famous. Do you remember what you know him from? I know, but I don't know. Because we all know him from one thing majorly, and then he's been in a bunch of different stuff. He is the police chief in all the Lethal Weapon movies. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know why I don't have an Elser? Because I know when to say I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved him in that. He was also in Superman. He was in The Toy. He was in Scrooged. He, he, ran, he was the producer in the booth for Scrooged. Uh, oh. He was in Predator 2, he was in Radio Flyer, Demolition Man, Maverick, Free Willy 2, Assassins, Conspiracy Theory, and wow. 16 Blocks. He he has that very recognizable face. If you're listening to this, check up Steve Kahan, uh, K-A-H-A-N, you'll recognize him immediately. All three of these guys you'll recognize immediately. So R.G. Armstrong was the other guy. He was the guy with the the very weathered face, mm-hmm. and which was interesting because he played prune face in Dick Tracy movie. Oh, no shit. And it's weird because he kind of had that face anyway, so yeah. it was like genius casting right there. But he's been an actor for a while. He was in like John Wayne movies. Was he the white-haired guy that wore the red flannel? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's who it is uh, because the other guy was the guy from The Thing. Uh, we'll talk about him. The guy who actually went and died in the elevator. Yeah, that's uh, that was a that's scene. Charles Hallahan. Uh, so R.G. Armstrong was famous for El Dorado. White Lightning is what I remember from. I loved him in White Lightning. And I loved him with Race with the Devil. Race with the Devil is a crazy '70s Peter Fonda uh, kind of uh, 
there in like an RV getting chased by Satan worshippers and was awesome. He was also in The Beast Within, great horror movie. Lone Wolf for Quaid, Children of the Corn. I remember from Children of the Corn, he was great in that. Best of Times, that's a movie you don't hear a lot, enough about. Love that movie. Uh, Predator, Dick Tracy, yeah, and played Prudent Face. Huh. So, good stuff. Now, Charles Hallahan, most people know him from The Thing. He was the guy that had to have the paddles put on him and oh, then yeah. the, the big creature came out and then his like head, went through his chest and then his head slid off the table and became like a spider on the ground and yeah. everything he was he played Norris in, yeah. in that movie and he was awesome but he was also in uh, Twilight Zone the movie I think he was in the kick the can episode which unfortunately if you're in uh, Twilight Zone the movie that's not the episode you want to be in because yeah. it was the crappy one yeah. he was in Silkwood which I love Silkwood uh, he was in Vision Quest I'm pretty sure he played m- uh, he was somebody's. Was he one of the coaches? I can't remember. He was in Pale Rider. Loved him in Pale Rider. Dave, which I haven't seen him forever. Uh, Executive Decision, The Fan, and Dante's Peak. I loved him in Dante's Peak. He was the one that died on the bridge. That's one I didn't. He I got, saw Volcano. You away. saw Dante's yeah. Peak. I got my girl in the Dante's Peak. She loved it. <laughs> but he was also in, in. I don't know if you ever watched the show in the eighties. It was on a lot at our house. Uh, he played the police chief. One hundred and ten episodes in Hunter. Do you remember Hunter with Fred Dreyer? Huh. I don't think so. Uh, it, he, it sounds familiar, but I don't think I ever really saw it. He had a really hot, like, brunette partner and everything, and, and uh, Charles Hallahan played the police chief, so he was great in that. Hmm. And then also I have listed uh, uh, Joanne Pakula, who I only want to put her on here because, well, not only because I like her, uh, but she was in one of the scariest horror movies I ever saw uh, as a kid. and was called The Kiss, and I've never met another human being who's seen it 1988 have, yeah. the kiss i think the dvd goes for like 70 80 dollars i bought wow. a bootleg of it uh and it's creepy as shit it was one of those uh the mother dies in this this creepy woman moves in to be the new stepmom and the teenage daughter is very kind of uh weary uh weary about who she is and where she came from but she's in like devil worshiping and shit huh. and it's like a crazy scene where she makes a spider come out of some woman's cheek and then at the end all these like uh snakes come out of her back or something it was just creepy as shit the whole the whole movie was creepy but she was in mark for death uh tombstone uh my giant remember my giant yeah with billy crystal uh yeah she was good and so the only other person in the movie i mentioned zach elegan huh as douglas he must have been someone he was on the set oh no i can tell you immediately why he was in this movie all right, so when I go into the crew, uh-huh. and Anthony Hickox is the director. Now, Anthony Hickox was the director of Waxwork, starring Zach Gallagher. Oh, no shit. So that's how he got on the set. Interesting. Uh, I love Waxwork. Have you seen Waxwork? I think I have. It's uh, it's on Tubi. I'm pretty sure it's on Tubi. Not the second one. The second one was garbage. But I'm the first sure... one is awesome. I'm pretty sure that I have. It was a big horror movie in our household growing up. So Anthony Hickox, like I said, was the director of the movie. He directed Waxwork, Waxwork 2, Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth. And that's obviously where this, uh, this major connection still comes in. Uh, the people that wrote it were Sam Bernard and Kevin Rock, and I have zero things that they have done other than this listed. So, Interesting. Uh, Jerry Lively is the cinematographer who was the cinema. He seems like he is Anthony Hickox's primary cinematographer because he has done the director of photography on Waxwork, Waxwork 2, Hellraiser 3, but also Return of the Living Dead 3, which I like. Children of the Corn 3, and then Hellraiser Bloodline, which is the Hellraiser 4, and here is the uh, the curveball. He was also the director of photography in Friday. Wow. <laughs> what the hell, man? That's crazy. All these great, weird, random horror sequels yeah. and Friday. Yeah, that's crazy. So I don't know what uh, fucking uh, Ice Cube must have known him from something and liked him. 
But oh. man, I love Warlock the Armageddon. Yeah, it's my fave. Yeah. You want to come shoot my movie? <laughs> I love when that girl gave birth at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Mark McKenzie is the composer, and he did... The only one I heard of was Frank and Jesse, which was an obscure kind of Bill Paxton... Uh, yeah. Doesn't uh, ring a bell to me. Yeah, Frank and Jesse James movie. Uh, and then they did several low-budget flicks. So the details on this, this one was released September 24th, 1993, filmed all in California, and had a budget of $3 million. The CG will tell you that that is true. <laughs> uh, and the worldwide gross, $3.9 million, So it did make some money. All right, there you go. So Frank uh, Lagalia was originally slated to direct the flick, but was let go when his... Uh, Vision proved to be too expensive. And that's the guy who directed a very obscure 80s horror movie called Fear No Evil. It was really good. It was this outcast. It was kind of like very similar to 976 Evil. It was this dorky outcast. And then he, he was in league with the devil. And then it made him cool for a little while. And then he started killing all his classmates. It was pretty good. That sounds familiar. One of the main reasons I... Am I missing the rest of the trivia for this fucking thing? Yeah. <laughs> That's all the trivia I got. <laughs> hey, that's oh, fine. Oh, that, that was the case. It's all the trivia I have. Yeah. There's nothing else besides the fact that that guy was supposed to direct it online. I could not find anything on IMDb, anything really? on Wikipedia and everything. No trivia written for this fucking movie. So Screen Factory put out a Warlock 1 and 2. They probably would do 3 also. Whatever. Put up <laughs> Warlock 1, 2, and 3 and get some major like behind-the-scenes stuff so we can know more about the behind-the-scenes thing. Yeah. But let's talk about the flick because the flick was... Re- I loved it. I Like I said, I saw this in the theater yeah. with my friend Adam. What was the release date? September 24th, 93. I probably saw it that day. Uh, yeah, it was probably right after school. I was a junior in high school, and I went with my friend Adam, and we loved it, man. Because, like I said, the, the makeup effects in Julian Sands and kind of the cool little kind of, uh, kind of places he had to go where it's what made this movie kind of stand out from the first one. Yeah. Now, you said you've seen this one a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't seen it in a long time, yeah. but I mean, this was one of those, like, two or three summer movies yeah. that was just on. You know what I mean? And I already fucking loved it. There's, like, four it. or five key scenes in this movie that you don't forget. Yeah. That they're just major scenes. One of them being, like, at the very beginning of the movie, it was kind of similar to the other one. They're trying to resurrect the devil, and then it gets interrupted. Mm-hmm. In the, uh, so it was also one of the movies that really made me love the white eyeballs. Oh, yeah. The white contacts that, that awesome. they put on the actors. It just looks so fucking creepy to yeah. me. And there was this one girl who was tied up at the beginning, and they were going to have her birth the uh, in her stuff stomach was getting big and yeah. you could tell that there was an intense ceremony. scene well that scene was a little intense and then oh, the next uh, yeah scene the next is, scene uh, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is crazy yeah so uh they thwart that and the the warlock gets cast away and you don't have to worry about him now for a hundred years right now we jump forward a hundred years and it's like what when did this movie come out 93 so it's like present time 93 and they're showing this really cute girl this young girl getting ready for a date it turns out to be with uh, the guy from Gremlins. Yeah. Uh, and so she's getting ready for a date. She's talking to her cat. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, once again, did it fly through the thing? Or she looked. She looked outside. And the moon or something was just right. Yeah. And it just threw her back onto the table. Yep. And all of a sudden, she is fucking pregnant. And we get to see her stomach get huge and shoot out this nasty whatever the hell it was blob and it gradually turn into julian sands well and her dog goes over there (laughs) and all of a sudden a fucking hand just reaches out and grabs the dog 
fucking smashes it and throws it. Yeah. Like, and this woman's like covered in just nastiness and she's screaming and she's trying to get away and she crawls into the bathroom. Yeah. And it has one of those great transoms up at the top where yeah. you could like, if you were, you could put one up there even though it's a bathroom because it's so high right. that nobody, uh, apparently the warlock doesn't need to, uh, he can uh, just he, if he be, starts from a baby, he doesn't have to kill babies to fly because he just floats right yeah. up to that transom and he looks over and he says, "Mother, why won't you let me in?" And he does this baby cry, this oh, like God. a screech, and then then it cuts. We come back to that scene uh, in a little bit, yeah. But we we kind of get introduced to the the druids where you find out there's a bunch of old dudes that are like part of this secret society that are there, placed there. For when the uh, warlock comes back right. and they have to kill him and there's a bunch of rules and there's daggers and everything. And, yeah. uh, it was cool. It was all great stuff. But when we come back to them when he has her like sprawled out on the table. Yeah. Do you remember what he does with the map? Yeah. First of all, and he, he does similar thing that he did with the Chandler. He puts his hands in the back of her skull. Yeah. And she talks and says where he has to go. And instead of pages, now he has to find three jewels. There's five of them. Five There's Five runestones. Five runestones. I think the girl has one. Yeah. So he immediately has one. He takes it from around her neck. Uh, but he he takes her her shirt off or her midriff is exposed. Yeah. And he makes a map out of her and then peels it and cuts it off and it's a great example of how good the special effects are and how it's very similar to hellraiser there's very that just the you could tell the same special effects artist did it it was like the texture and the blood and the way it looked underneath mm-hmm. was very like hellraiser yeah. Do you remember in hellraiser 3 they had that have you ever seen hell i'm sure that i have it's the one where pinhead was stuck in that pylon that that the artist bought it and he had it displayed. Yeah. And then at some point it shoots out these yep. things and it, it levitates and he that girl feeling and like feeding people it just, it grabs the girl's blood as she's hovering in front of it. It's yeah. crazy. But uh, a lot of the stuff that's like on that kind of pylon looks very similar to the mm-hmm. warlock Armageddon stuff. Yeah. So then he peels it off her and he's got a map and that's road trip. Yeah. Time. And it's also just a little map of the United States. Yep. yep. And it just, it shows him and it's like got a little uh, blood telling him yeah, where to go. Like triple a, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then when it shows where he's supposed to get to, the blood just makes a little. Yeah, like and remember what happens later on when uh, it dries out, and he has to he he like rips he he picks up a hitchhiker yeah. and rips the top of her head off. Oh, Jesus. and just swipes the top of the head over the map. Yeah, and it I forgot about that. it back one. up yeah. because it had all dried out and everything. That I remember. So cool. Yeah, man. all the scenes in this movie with Julian Sands, like we said, are so badass. So while we're watching the Julian Sands stuff, we're, we're seeing that stuff with the druids. Yeah, and like you said, that scene where he's got to shoot his son, man. Yeah, it, it was, was kind of crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So. They're, you know, they're in town. And so this is kind of interesting. So there's the three old dudes, right? But really there's four. Yeah, the preacher. You know, and one is the preacher and he kind of like is in denial about all this stuff. At even, first. Yeah, even though like all the birds fell out of the fucking yeah. sky and died. They're blaming, apparently the other three old guys are looked at in town as like outcast and possible witches themselves. Yeah. Well, Satan worship. Yeah, so that's what they is say what they is think. that they're Satan. Worshipers. Even the son has heard the rumors. So he's kind of scared when yeah. they approach him in the cornfield with a fucking double, double barrel, barrel shotgun. shotgun. Yeah. What you doing dad? Yeah. Well, and also like he was just standing there with his girlfriend and she got upset and ran away. Yeah. So perfectly timed there, I guess. But I like, was, I don't know why he didn't, the dad didn't give him a little kind of heads up. I mean, you didn't have to, 
totally keep him in the thing. Yeah. He'd be like, you got to trust me? Yeah. You got to trust me. Yeah. And none of that. He just raised that fucking thing. He shot his son. Uh, like Sean fucking went flying back. But they then they brought him back to life. Brought him back. I guess, I guess that's part of being one of the druids. You have to die. Well, he was, so they were just protectors. Yeah. Like he was a warrior. And so well, in order, he was kind of a mild warrior. That's what, I know, but that's what they said. Uh, and like, in order for him to be that, he had to be killed and brought back. Yeah. You know? And then the training started, which the training was good. You it know, I, right. I just think it was, it, it could have been better. The, the training could have been badass. They could have exposed earlier on that the girl had it too, Yeah, which is what it comes to. You realize the girl's a, another warrior, but a different type of warrior. And even a lot, most ways better than him. Yeah. He was kind of inept and he wasn't, he was trying to set the uh, fucking... Uh, what, barbecue on fire and he sets a tree on fire yeah, by accident yeah. type of shit. Well, let's go to the the kind of the search for the jewels because that's where the real interesting yeah. stuff happened. So the first one he goes to is the fashion show. Yeah. And uh, that's where that Joanne Pakula uh, was and she had some weird hair. She, she was very sexy back in the day and they gave her this weird kind of short white hair. She was mm-hmm. the kind of, she ran the she fashion She was the fashion show. designer, yeah. yeah. And uh, she had one of the jewels. So he came to her and explained to her that... Uh, I can't buy it from you. And she's like, she even said, I might be willing to sell it to you and everything. Yeah. Uh, and she was about to start the show. Like cat walking, cat oh, walking is already, happening. It was already going. He walked, <laughs> yeah. he so one of the models was walking down the runway and she, he was wearing one earring and it was one of the stones that he yeah. needed. And so like when she came to the end and turned around, he just got up on stage yeah. and walked through it. You know yeah. what I mean? It was awesome. And, uh, he was like, well, you need to give it to me, you know, and uh, and basically he tells him I'm a witch. You need to give it to me freely and uh, yeah. willingly. Uh, I'm a witch. I can prove it to you and everything. And she says, well, why don't you prove it to me? I got a minute. Yeah. Well, not really, but takes her up to the uh, to the roof mm-hmm. and everything and then takes her up in the air. It's being like, oh, this guy's for real. He's making us levitate and everything. Yeah. And he goes really far up. He says, how? And then she gives him the fucking jewel and this, he drops her. Yeah. You know what this movie also reminds me a lot of in, in both aesthetic and uh, kind of violence. Let me, let me take a guess. Sure. Wishmaster. Yes. Yep. That's Good what, deal, that's, man. That's why I, I had a question. Yeah. I said earlier, I have a question that I'm, yeah. I'm going to ask you because the next stone that he gets yeah, yeah. after that at the art gallery at the art gallery yeah. guy that pulls the gun yeah right so we'll go ahead and tell you it's a very intense scene and he splays out the three that he has yeah. to display all four of them together yeah. and he tells the guy I that, love that line too he said I just want I thought you might like to see their partners yeah and um, where'd you get that <laughs> yeah and the guy you know instantly wants all four stones he tries to sell them to them he says they're not for sale he's like everything's for sale and this guy's been an asshole right up until this point you know um and he says i'll tell you what if you give it to me i'll give you the most incredible piece of art for your collection you know and he says okay and he fucking turns him into a living breathing like picasso picasso statue with like and it's only maybe he twists his arms and he twists his legs and then his head and then basically you're just seeing eyes and tongue moving. yeah um i swear they the exact same thing happens in wishmaster it's 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 very Wishmaster because he he's not necessarily offering them anything specific, and it's because their choice of words were incorrect. That's what happens. Yeah, it was more like I'm doing this because I'm a dick, right? And I I can do it, right? But 
there is some like if you like Wishmasters, chances are you'd like uh, Warlock absolutely again because yeah. it does have a kind of. But do you remember thing. that? Do you remember there's a uh, scene? It's where... been a while since I seen the first Wishmaster. I remember that enough that it was what it was. But I think you're correct. I think there is something like that. the guy asks for the most beautiful piece of art in the world yeah. and. That's he exactly what it. happens, yeah, yeah, he you know, it. like, and I, I just, it's like wishing for gold and then turns you into a gold statue. Right. Yeah. yeah. Gold, you like know, just, there's a paradox in my pick, head. Though, yeah. yeah. Wishmaster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And with the, uh, the fashion girl, he basically drops her and she falls like through the cl- catwalk. Right. As they announce her name. Like announce her name. It was brilliantly done. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, and then the uh, leading up to that art one actually is when, we kind of went over the idea that uh, they sent one of the old druids to go, not to stop him, but just kind of slow him oh, down. Man. And he, they give him this cool compass that has roaches in it that yeah. click really loudly when he's close to the uh, when he's close to the warlock. Yeah. And like right before the scene in the elevator, we see the other uh, old guys open the case and realize the daggers are gone. Right. And that the old guy he's like, oh man, he's a protector. He's not a warrior. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Right. And then we immediately see him in the uh, elevator with Julian Sands yep. and the compass starts going nuts. Yeah. And Charles uh, Hallahan, is that what his name yeah. is? Yeah. Charles Hallahan starts uh, starts really freaking out and sweating and realize he starts pulling that knife out. Two other people get on and then they go it off. And then two more people get yeah. on. Like it's a long fucking elevator and ride. And we literally... In, the per- he must really think the Warlock had no peripheral visions because he didn't even try to get behind him. Yeah. He literally pulls that dagger up and you see his arm go up and then it cuts to the front of the elevator. You just hear the scream. Yeah. And then when the elevator's doors opens, it looks like a fucking It looks like Predator got a hold of him. Yeah, yeah, Predator totally got a hold of him. Just made him explode. There's no yeah, there's nothing left of him. And there's also not a drop on Julian Sands. Yeah. Really, really cool, man. Yeah. I loved all those things. Uh, was there another one with the uh, getting a, a jewel back? I think, here? and this is where I wasn't able to like catch up past, was um, I think that the kids had one. Okay. I think they had one, and there might have been one other. That makes sense. Or they, they each had one. one. I can't remember. Because the whole climax of the film basically comes down. I, they filmed this on a back lot for, for an old, like, last. Uh, it looked like the last man standing, the Bruce Willis yeah. set. It looked like an old Western that they filmed this at, and they yeah. were just going with it being a small town in, like, California or something right. like that. But you could tell when they were walking through the town, you, you had, like, gunslinger. How there, Parker? Yeah, you had gunslinger vibes to it <laughs> yeah. and everything. And it, yeah, it basically comes down to these guys freaking fighting it out, and then uh, he's got to fight both the warriors, and you know he, he attaches her to the front of the vehicle, remembering him to the tree, and he's doing. He gets stabbed. That kid gets thrown on top of like a metal pipe. Yeah, remember, and I mean he can get healed. They have healing potions and everything, right. which kind of takes some of the stakes away. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, but when they get him finally, they uh, and the black blood we. Some of the cool moments we oh, shined yeah. off of were remember when the uh, he he took a taxi driver and basically turned him to a zombie. Yeah, he, that's how he got around the country. Yeah, but when he stopped at the filling station and the filling station guy said that that driver there is dead. Yeah, and then uh, he starts pumping out like blood because the old druids are doing something to him. Yeah. In, in their time, and blood starts spewing out of him because that's how well, it ends it's, too it's the old dudes yeah the old and, dudes are doing and it. yeah and they're doing a a spell and one of them says like that's just an old wives tale it doesn't yeah. work it's not true and he's like yeah but imagine if he did if it did you yeah. know and he just real slowly just 
hits the leaf. Yep. You know what I mean? Leaf, and yep. he starts screaming and then he, you know, they have to go somewhere. So he sets the little pen down that he's using and he just kind of starts thumping it, you know, <laughs> like with or like hitting it with his fist. And Julian Sands is just bleeding black blood everywhere. Uh, well, between this and the foot scene, man. Yeah, I mean, he got dude, his ass like, kicked just between those. Yeah. And um, he... He, the poor gas station attendant, Mm -hmm. you know, he's just like, buddy, I got to get you to a hospital. You're bleeding everywhere. He's just like, is that a fast car? (laughs) Yeah. And he kills that guy to like replenish himself. Crazy. It is a fun movie. Yeah, it it really was. It was, it was just ramped it up more and you got to see better kills and you got to see more of Julian Sands. And uh, I mean, like I said, the kids weren't the greatest, but they didn't hold the movie back from being a good movie to watch yeah. for sure. If, any horror fan out there, you're going to love Warlock and Warlock the Armageddon. Very possible I've seen number three, but I do not remember it. I know I saw it. I don't remember I'm it. I'm not even sure who starred in it. It, it wasn't anybody from. It will, wasn't Julian Sands. I know that. I will give it its due. And give it me wasn't a like. Darkman, which the sequels were still pretty good because Arnold Vosloo was actually did make a good Darkman. In a lot of ways, I thought Arnold Vosloo was a better Darkman than Liam Neeson. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it, it I, Armageddon, the third one, I'm not even going to, I can't stand up for it. <laughs> yeah, I mean. No, I can stand up for one and two, but I can't. If you want to so, dive into three, let, let us know what you think. Yeah, yeah. We'd rather not have to watch it either. It's Bruce Payne. Um, yeah, I don't know who the fuck that he's is. He's on the poster there. Yeah, he um, looks familiar, but he looks like somebody that was would be in like four weddings and a funeral. He, he yeah. almost looks like the poor man's Hugh Grant. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. And it's called Warlock Three: The End of Innocence. End and of so innocence. now all I can think of is that fucking song. I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, without Julian Sands, there's no Warlock. No, you no, know, no. It's, it's different when it was like Darkman, which half the movie it was him, his face covered up anyways. We loved Arnold Vosloo because of The Mummy anyway, so it was a pretty good transition. Even though he might have done that before The Mummy. Was Darkman 2 The Return of Durant before the first Mummy movie, I wonder? Ooh. Man, have you seen that? Uh, th- those first two were really good. I can't stand by the third Dark Man either. But like I said, for some reason, I love the sequels to these fucking movies, man. They're just you. You can go in knowing the mythos, and they can just go in, start running, you know, and start the killing, start the fucking fun stuff, man. You don't have to waste time with the uh, the origin story of who these characters are. I think that's probably the reason I like the sequels more than the original. Dark Man Two was in '95, and The Mummy was in '99. Oh shit! Yeah, so Arnold Vosloo, we knew we were getting from him. Yeah, he was he was great in the Mummy. I loved him in the Mummy. I need to go rewatch that Mummy movie. Really I was thinking about that. I owned it in four K too. Four K. I watched. A, I when I first got it in four K, I jumped to a couple scenes, but I didn't actually go through and watch the whole thing. So maybe I should go back and uh, do that this weekend. So. Yeah, I'm sure that scene with the fucking sandstorm looks amazing. Oh yeah, anything yeah. with color, anything yeah. that's very bright. So. Yeah, so that'll be good for this week. We're both going on vacation next week, but I, we're Woo-hoo! gonna bring. Uh, we'll probably have uh, one with Dave popping up. I'm going to two of the most polar opposite places <laughs> I can go. Justin is going to Anchorage, Alaska, and I am going to the Bahamas. That's awesome. Justin's gonna have a lot more fun uh, than me. The people listening are not gonna listen to this, but apparently the uh, the the cruise ship. I'm not a huge cruise guy, anyways, and apparently this cruise line is in a special shit show. Oh, fun! But I kind of love the idea of just going as a fly in the wall. Yeah. 
yeah. don't have to plan this vacation. My yep. other, I've, and I've, you can eat all you want. I can, yeah, if you do that, and I guess there's gambling and there's drinking, and we got drink passages. Luck, luckily, we got good rooms. We were like, if we're going to this thing, yeah, you have to. We, dude. we got balconies, and it overlooks the ocean and everything. Yeah. We'll have a good time. But I, I kind of like the idea. I plan our vacations down to a T. My girls like, See, you we don't pl-? do that. My girls like, do you want to plan the? Uh, it, it works out well because we have to get so much in. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, in such a little time. And, yeah, uh, I love doing it. It's fun. Like I already, we've already planned a Denmark and a Sweden thing, and I already know what we're doing throughout the days yeah. and everything. And no, I've and that's awesome. Travel. Yeah, oh yeah. But I don't want to do it with the Bahamas. I just want it. And my girl's like, do you want to plan any of that? I said, fuck no. Yeah. I, said, I want to just drive in and enjoy the shit show and eat my whatever and just yeah. watch it unfold. Yeah, we're uh, we're going to Anchorage and um, we're going to do ice fishing nice. one day. We're going to do... Ice fishing is fun, man. I love ice I've fishing. never gone ice fishing. Uh, That's why I wanted I mean, to it's go. Just, I've gone it's fishing It's just drop and wait, but it's still fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, but it's the whole thing. It's the whole experience. It's that flag that just... Yeah, you know. I, you got something, it's awesome. I have a feeling that we'll probably catch like little tiny perch. You know Maybe. what I mean? But, uh, you know, that's still fun. You still um, have gone ice fishing in Alaska. Exactly, you can, right? Like, that's what's great about these vacations. They're bucket list items that you can just say, I went ice fishing in yeah. Alaska. I went and saw uh, such I'm really such. excited to go to Alaska with her. I got to go to Alaska by myself, yeah. which was fucking phenomenal. But like going with somebody yeah. and sharing that with yeah, somebody yeah, that yeah. you care about, you know, like my girl just... loved doing that with San Francisco with me. She had already been to San Francisco, but yeah. she took me there and she's like, Oh, you have to see this. You have yeah. to see this. You got to experience this. Yeah. So I'm, so we just got an Airbnb. I think it's like 20 or 30 minutes outside of Anchorage. Nice. How and... many days? Um, I think it's a total of five, so it's good. Fly in, fly out one day yeah. each, and so three days in Alaska. Yeah. You know, we actually have to drive to South Florida. I guess the uh, the it takes cruise. off from South Florida. Yeah. And, yeah, but we return like we leave Thursday morning. We drive down there, but apparently while we're sleeping, uh, we are when, by the time you wake up on Sunday morning, you've already docked. Oh wow! So we we arrive Sunday morning. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, and so we should be back in town here by eleven. 12, but people are telling horror stories about debarking and oh, everything. And I bet. It's, oh, God. My, my, <laughs> my, girl's, my girl's not helping it because she's on Facebook groups where everyone are talking about, oh, you went on, did you see what happened on the last cruise? See, that's the thing. Just don't pay attention yeah, to that don't shit. Don't do it, man. You get on when, you know, you get, you can yeah. board when you can board. You can get off the boat when you can get off yeah. the boat. There's nothing you can do about yeah. it. Don't, don't. I'm sure there's tricks. Off. I'll learn those before I get on that one. No. Yeah. Oh, I mean, don't get me wrong. If my flight gets delayed or canceled, yeah. I'm going to be fucking pissed, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah. That sucks, but it'll it'll make it happen. It'll be fun, but we've got uh, me and Dave are going to do an episode coming up, and then uh, I think in the next three episodes, I think you and me do another one, me and Dave do one, and then we're going to do our big anniversary one where all Justin's freaking wild cards were exposed today. I I might just come up with a whole new. Yeah, yeah, come up with them. It's all wild cards, man. Uh, You know, know what you'll watch within the next three weeks. It's all based on one movie, and (laughs) it's okay. I'll I'll find my. I'll find my. I'll find a new one. Yeah. all right. Well, if you want to uh, hit us up on Facebook, you can uh, you can do that. You'll see us. We've been uh, releasing posters or images about the movies we're going to do the uh, pr- next week, so you can check out a week ahead what you need to watch. You can also send us an email, fastnewfilms at gmail or you could leave us a like or a comment on our two platforms, iTunes or SoundCloud. We'd appreciate it. So until next week, see ya. Peace. After trails, partners. 